Welcome to the CISSP Cyber Training Podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam the first time. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to pass the CISSP exam and grow your cybersecurity knowledge. All right, let's get started. Hey there, how y'all doing? This is Sean Gerber with CISSP Cyber Training. I hope you all are having a beautiful day. But today is CISSP exam question Thursday. So we're going to be going over some CISSP exam questions to help you pass the CISSP the first time. All right, so what's the first question? Question one. Okay, this is dealing with domain two. So question one, the primary difference between content-based and context-based data classification. A, the technology is used for classification. B, the sensitivity of the data being classified. C, the focus of the data's content versus the usage or relation to the data. Or D, the level of involvement in the classification process. Okay, so the question is, what is the primary difference between content-based and context-based data classification? And the answer is C, the focus of the data's content versus the usage or relation to the other data. So what does that come down to is, is that again, it's the context. One of the things that you're dealing with content, say content versus context, content deals with the data such as credit card numbers, social security numbers, personal addresses, and so forth. Context focuses on the context in which the data is used in relation to the other types of data. Again, at whatever applications using it, that might fly into the face of context or might follow into context. Question number two, during which stage of the information lifecycle is data converted into a format that can be easily analyzed or used in decision making? A, creation and collection. B, processing. C, distribution. Or D, preservation. Again, what information lifecycle is the data converted into a format that can be easily analyzed or used in decision making? And the answer is B, processing. The processing stage of the information lifecycle involves transforming the raw data into a format that can be easily analyzed or used in decision making. Question three, what is the most appropriate level of data classification for trade secrets and classified research? A, public. B, internal use. C, confidential. Or D, highly confidential slash restricted. What is the most appropriate level of data classification or trade secrets that can cla- for trade secrets and classified research? And the answer is, if you guys probably guessed it, D, highly confidential and restricted. Again, trade secrets are of the most sensitive nature, so therefore they should be protected that way. And highly confidential and restricted will fall into suit for that. Question four, what method of asset classification would likely involve categorization of assets into web ser- into groups like web servers, database servers, and application servers? Okay, which as- what method of asset classification would likely involve categorization of assets into groups like web servers, database servers, and or application servers? And question A is function, B, information security, D, location, or C, location, D, ownership. Okay, function, information sensitivity, location, or ownership. If you look at those, you can throw out a couple of them, but the main one is A, function. Function-based asset classification focuses on grouping the assets based on what they're used for, right? So such as a web server, database servers, those would fall within the function-based classification. 
Question five, which of the following asset life cycle stages involves ensuring that the assets continue to function correctly and securely? A, acquisition, B, use, C, maintenance, or D, disposal. Okay, which of the following asset life cycle stages involves ensuring that the assets continue to function correctly and securely? A, acquisition, B, use, C, maintenance, or D, disposal. And the answer is C, maintenance. It is the maintenance part. So the maintenance stage of the asset life cycle includes regular activities to ensure that the asset continues to function correctly and securely. Question six, which data classification method involves sophisticated tools that can accurately analyze unstructured data in various formats? A, content-based classification. C, or C, B, context-based classification. C, user-based classification. Or D, none of the above. So which classification method involves sophisticated tools that can accurately analyze unstructured data and various formats? And the answer is A, content-based classification. Content-based classification requires very sophisticated tools to look at the data because it's got to understand the unstructured data in various formats and therefore plug in what it's going to take to make it work. So content-based classification does need very sophisticated tools. In the context, question seven, in the context of data classification, when would user-based classifications be most useful? A, when the data is relatively uniform in sensitivity. B, when the data sensitivity is best understood by the people working with it. Or C, when there is a strict regulatory requirements to adhere to. Or D, when data is being shared with external parties. So in the context of data classification, when would user-based classification be most useful? Okay, again, user-based, focus on that. When it is B, when data sensitivity is the best understood by people working on it. Again, users, user-based classification is the most useful when organizations or the sensitivity of the data can be widely and best understood by people working it. Question eight, which asset classification method would involve categorization of assets into groups like finance, HR, or IT departments? A, function. B, information sensitivity. C, location, or D, ownership? Hmm, question. Which asset classification method would involve categorization assets into groups like finance, HR, and or IT departments? And the answer is D, ownership. Ownerships based on asset classification involves grouping these assets based on who owns them or is responsible for them. Ideally, if you can get them in by the individual to be ownership, that would be great, but that gets to be problematic. So yes, it's based on ownership. Question nine, a company that processes credit card payments needs to classify its assets. What type of classification should be applied? A, function. B, information sensitivity. C, location, or D, regulatory requirements. A company that processes credit card payments needs to classify its assets. What type of classification should be applied? A, function. B, information sensitivity. D, location, or regulatory requirements is D. And the answer is D, regulatory requirements. 
any asset involved in processing credit cards must comply with PCI DSS, right? It's your payment card industry data security standard. And these fall within the regulatory requirements. If you don't follow those, you don't get to use your credit cards. And the last question for this podcast is, which of the following is not commonly used level of data classification? A, public, B, internal use, C, secret, or D, highly confidential slash restricted? Which of the following is not commonly used level of data classification? And the answer is C, secret. Even though secret is used a lot in the military and other government organizations, it is not typically used with commercial entities. And so therefore, it's uh, you would focus on the other ones. Now, that being said, your company you may go work for, may decide to use secret and top secret and super uber top secret. But in most cases, it is not used. It's public, internal, highly confidential or confidential. All right, that's all I've got for today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to cisspquestions.com and sign up to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freecisspquestions.com or cisspcybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.